Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people, sharing uplifting news stories, and delivering tips and tricks to bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. I love uh, I love the good doctor. His third book, Feel Better in Five, is out. Now, uh, his first book was The Four Pillar Plan in 2017. Terrific book. Huge hit. He followed that up with The Stress Solution one year later. Uh, Feel Better in Five, I would say. Well, it's it's certainly my favourite of the three. I think all three are terrific. Uh, So the full title is Your Daily Plan to Feel Great for Life. Now, the reason it's called that, he's he's broken it up into three sections. The idea is, is that you would pick your own exercise from each of the three sections each one takes five minutes and you do them each day. I would say if you're a fan of balance and into well-being, you probably, you know, you might be doing them already. But what uh, what Dr. Rangan wants is for these things to become habit. It might be writing a journal. It might be exercise. Could be something else. Um, I would also recommend buying a hard copy of the book. I love the Kindle. I've got, I've performed stand up on Harry Hill's Club Night about my love of the Kindle. But in this instance, I would break my own Kindle rule for the book because it's the sort of book you want to flick through. It's beautifully designed uh, and it's very user friendly. So if you're going to buy it, I'd buy a hard copy. Feel Better in Five is out now. Uh, what I wasn't expecting was to kick off with a chat about music, but that is it. that is absolutely what happens. Uh, so here he is. I love this guy. Wonderful orator. This is a great episode because he's such a great orator. You know when you're at school, you know when you did something daft at school and your mum said, if that person said, uh, would you ju- if they if they said jump in jump in a river, would you do it? If it was Dr. Rangan, I'd go, actually, mum, if Dr. Rangan said so, I yeah, I probably would. Uh he's such a powerful talker. I love him. Here he is, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. You are singing to the choir with a personal development book. And also, I sound like I'm interviewing the, the lead singer of my favourite band, Pearl Jam, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of your rich back catalogue as well. Oh, thank you. We've, always, we've featured everything that you've done in, in Balance, because it's... Yeah, no, you, know, you guys perfect, have always been big supporters. Perfect fit. Um, so what was, what was the thinking behind this new book? I'm still actually just thinking about the comparison between me and Eddie Vedder, which is... Take it. Uh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> One of my uh, old bands we used to cover, Pearl Jam Alive, actually. So, Are you serious? Yeah, I, I'm serious. <laughs> What did you do in the band? Uh, singer and guitar player. Can you belt out alive? 
I can belt out alive, yeah. I so I, I, um, I wouldn't put that on you right I now. I don't know. I don't have a guitar with me, but yes, I can. Uh, not as good as Eddie Vedder, I might add. But um, not some voice, isn't it? Yeah, we're getting way off track here, and I'm I'm sort of encouraging you to go off track as well, aren't no, we? No, I mean I, I think that's all good, though, isn't it? I can't believe that you you covered uh, alive by yeah, we did. That's the only Pearl Jam one we covered, to be fair. Are you a fan of them? I am, yeah. I mean, I was, you know, back in the day, when, when did um, 10 come out? Early 90s? Yeah, early 90s. So I was, what, in third year at secondary school at the time, you know, getting into rock music and it was just, you know, just incredible, you know, playing guitar, learning solos, all that kind of stuff, you know, so it was very influential at that time, for sure. I never got out of that phase. <laughs> Still the only band I listened to. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they are pretty incredible. Did you see them last year when they came? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, double fit. You know, you think you're a fan of a band. So I've seen them like double figures live, and then you chat with other fans at gigs, and you, I realise that I'm a novice. People, <laughs> I don't, have you even seen them live? Uh, I'm, Pearl Jam, I haven't actually. I, I mean, I can get pretty um, they're at high part of the fanatic show. about bands. Uh, yes, I saw that actually. That'd be good to come. But there's, there's some dudes with that. I think it's a Portugal flag. Yeah, who are there at every gig, and I, I chatted with them, and they've seen them. They travel all around the world to see them. Yeah, like hundreds and hundreds of times. That's epic, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've got. I now I've got a soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so the new, but what? So the uh, mind, body, heart. I mean, that's a, that's a really that's a the great thing about this book is anyone can get into it, and I guess that's the beauty of it is you breaking it down like that. Yeah. Look, the, the thinking behind the new book is that everybody wants to make change, right? Yes. If you, if you go around and speak to anyone. People always tell you, you know, I want to be healthier. I want to feel better than I currently do, but I don't have time. Right? Time is the biggest obstacle out there at the moment in this busy, modern, stressful 21st century uh, that we're living in. Yeah. And I thought, well, how can you address that? Because I actually don't think you need as much time as you think. Um, and I've been seeing patients now for almost 20 years, and I've seen over and over again what tends to work and what tends to not work. Now, what works? Anything works for two or three weeks. Right, you can pick up any health plan, any book in the shop you want, and if you follow it for two or three weeks, you will probably feel better. Yeah. Right? But the problem is, is often that change is short-term and it's not sustainable. And so that's what really drives me. How can you make sustainable changes with your patients? And there is a formula. There is a way. And, you know, I, I really studied a lot of um, behavior change science when I was writing this book. And actually that behavior change science married up beautifully with what I found in almost 20 years of seeing patients. It's the same thing, which makes sense, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Because if the research says it works and I'm seeing it works, well, it, it sort of makes sense. And to put it in perspective for people, um, you know, behavior, our behavior is constantly being changed by the world around us. Yeah. Right. So uh, many people listening to this now, I'm sure shop on Amazon. So when Amazon moved to one-click ordering about three or four years ago, their profits went up by about $300 million a year. Oh, know, my God. That's incredible, right? Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. But let's think about that. What did you have to do a few years ago? You had to choose your items, go to the next screen to confirm, go to the next screen to put your card details in an expiry date, then go to another screen to finally confirm your order. That's four steps. Every time you put a step there, Right? It's a reason to back out. It's a reason to say no. Right? So they know one of the key rules of behavior change, which is if you want to make a change, you've got to make it easy. Right? And in January, people make the common mistake of making resolutions that are far too lofty. They rely on the fact that their motivation and willpower 
or they think their motivation willpower is going to last forever, but it doesn't. And in the research, it's called the motivation wave, right? Many people make their resolutions and their health goals at the peak of their uh, motivation wave, whereas you should be making it at the bottom of your motivation wave. So on those days when you're knackered and you've come back and you're stressed, oh, if you have to go to the gym and put your gear on, and go, you're never going to go. But if you've got to work out still at home with no equipment, you're much more likely to do it. And I, let me just put that into perspective, yeah, yeah. perspective for you. Um, patient I saw a few years ago, 42-year-old chap, okay, a little bit overweight, struggling with his mood, uh, feeling low in energy, right? Very, very common problems that, you know, many people suffer from these days. It was quite clear to me that his lifestyle was driving a lot of his symptoms. And we discussed a number of options. He chose strength training. I said, Doc, I love that. I'm, I'm going to get into strength training. I think that's going to really help me. I said, okay, great. And he looked at me and he said, hey, uh, what shall I do? 40 minutes, three times a week. I said, yeah, that'd be amazing if you can do that. So he goes, yeah, right, I'm going to do it. So he goes off. One month later, he comes back to see me. And I say, hey, look, how are you getting on? How was the gym? How are you feeling? And his body language looked really sheepish. He sort of, he, he just said softly to me, he said, look, um, Doc, work's been really busy. Uh, the gym's actually quite expensive. It's not that near to work. I've not managed to go yet. Right? He felt a bit ashamed of himself. And I never thought, why is he not doing what I've asked him to do? I thought, wrong, and you're clearly not giving him advice that he feels is relevant in the concepts of the rest of his life. So I took my jacket off and said, right, I'm going to teach you a bodyweight workout now that only takes five minutes. He goes, all right. So I taught him it. I said, what do you think? He goes, yeah, I can do that. I said, right, I want you to do this for five minutes twice a week. What, 10 minutes a week? I said, yeah, 10 minutes a week. Can you do that? He goes, yeah, of course I can do that. He goes away. A month later, he comes back in, right, walking in. I said, how are you doing this time? This time, body language completely different, right? Big smile on his face, um, feeling good about himself. He said, hey, Doc, look, I started off doing it for five minutes twice a week, Loved it so much, found it so easy, and now do it for 10 minutes every evening before I have dinner. He's been doing that for over five years now. Oh my gosh. Right? So when you make things easy for people, they can do it. They start to do it consistently. They feel good about themselves, and they continue to make changes. Whereas if you set the bar too high, they can do it for a couple of weeks and three weeks, right? But often then the bar is set too high. They don't go for a few days or a few weeks, and they think, oh, I can't do this. I I I failed, right? So not only has my research shown that when you start small, you can make it sustainable and consistent, right? That's what the science says. So rule number one of creating a new behavior is start small, keep it easy. And it's not just Amazon, right? Netflix, right? Many people watch Netflix. What do Netflix do? You finish one episode, <laughs> right? It goes straight into the next episode. That is not done by accident. Amazon didn't move to one-click ordering by accident. These big corporations and companies understand human behavior. They've studied it and they apply it to get us to stay on their platform longer or to buy more products. And I'm not criticizing them. They're doing what they need to do. Sure. But what I am saying is, why do we let all those companies use this very simple science of behavior change? But why do we not apply that on ourselves? We think health has got to be about deprivation and punishments and it only counts if actually it's really, really hard. And it's simply not true. So, the reason every single recommendation in this book takes only five minutes is because that's what my experience shows me works and that's what the research says. And it is not a gimmick. 
Yeah. Right? Five minutes done consistently well will change your life. And that's just one example I gave you. I've got so many patients like that. And, you know, this is the main issue I was trying to um, tackle with this book was time, right? I don't have time. I'm saying you don't need time. So that was a bit of a long-winded introduction to your question, which was about mind, body, and heart, right? So, but I think it's important to set the premise of the book and and, and why I went to mind, body, and heart, right? So in the, in the book, there's a series of what I call health snacks, right? It's not literally a snack, although one of them is. Um, and these are all five-minute health recommendations that you can use to improve the way that you feel. But I believe that you can't just focus on one area of your health, right, if you want to make sustainable change. So I'll give you an example. Um, at this time of year, many people are trying to cut down on alcohol or sugar, right? Really, really common, right? I don't know how many people. I reckon it'll be thousands, hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands around the country right now. Yeah trying to cut down on alcohol or sugar. And again, they will manage. Many of them will manage for a week, for two weeks, maybe three weeks. But for most people, bit by bit, they start to revert back to their pre-existing behaviours. Why? Well, for many people, the reason they overconsume sugar or the reason they overconsume alcohol is because that's their way of coping with the stresses in their life, right? So if you don't address the stresses... You're never going to change the behavior long term. So I've always found it much more beneficial for people to take a rounded approach to health. And so I had the concepts of five-minute health interventions because I've seen that work. And I thought, well, how do you give people 360-degree health using five-minute health snacks? And I thought about what are those key components of health? And I thought, yes, it's simple. It's mind, body, and heart. So mind is about doing five minutes each day for your mental health, for your mind. Body is about five minutes each day to move your body, whether it's um, a strength workout, an interval workout, five minutes of dancing, skipping, playing, it doesn't matter. Five minutes of moving. And then the final section is heart. Heart is probably the most important part of this book. I found that really emotional. I mean, I'm quite an emotional guy anyway, but that's a really powerful section of the book, isn't it? I I think it's the most powerful section, but I think it's also the one that people might be most sceptical about because, you know, for years we've been talking about physical health. So people get that working out is a good thing, right? Over the last few years, delighted that mental health is getting much more um, awareness Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing. I think it needs to continue, but I think that's a good thing. But we're still not talking about emotional health. And this is what that heart section is about for me. So, You know, as a medical student, I was taught about the heart. The heart is a physical organ that pumps blood around your body, Mm -hmm. right? And that is true. But that's not what I'm talking about when I talk about heart health. What about the other meaning of heart that singers, right? Songwriters, poets have been waxing lyrical about for years. That's a different meaning. That's about connection with other people. Right? That's what it means to be human, that meaning of heart. And that connection to other people in the world around us is, 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 is missing from so many of our lives these days. And this is absolutely deadly for our health. Right? The feeling of being lonely is now thought to be as harmful as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Right? People who feel lonely are 50% more likely to die from a heart attack. or Sorry, 50% more likely to die earlier. Right, 30% more likely to die from a heart attack or stroke. Right? It changes you oh physiologically. Yeah. Right? 
And this is not just the elderly who we're talking about. In fact, one of the loneliest groups in society are men between the age of 30 and 45. We're living these ultra-connected digital lives, but many of us are starved of meaningful human connection. And so everything in this heart section is about five minutes a day to nurture those connections, whether it's a connection with your partner, your friends, your work colleagues, even connection to yourself, right? And the reason I think this is the most important yeah. is I've seen over and over again that when you get hearts right in your life, mind and body take care of themselves. Because often it's that lack of connection we feel that actually leads us to the other behaviours we engage in, whether it's endless scrolling on Instagram, whether it's drinking a bit too much in the evening or sitting in front of the telly by yourself and just cracking open the digestives, right? Often that is a result of that lack of connection. So that that thing that we're missing gets soothed by that behaviour. And so I think this is a beautifully simplistic framework where I ask people to choose, their, you know, there are so many options in this book. There's 40 or 50 five-minute health snaps, but you only have to choose three. Mm. And you do the same three every day at the same time. Well, just five days a week, actually. It's, I think it's one of the easiest health plans out there, but I think it's also going to be one of the most effective as well because it is grounded in the very latest science in behavior change. In fact, the world's leading experts in human behavior. Have you heard of him? Professor BJ Fogg. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible guy. I mean, Instagram, for example, was founded in his class. Right. It was a class assignment. Um, LinkedIn used a lot of his thinking. Many of the products and things we use on a daily basis are from, are from his research and his thinking. And I went to study with him a few months ago, which is incredible. And then he had a look at the book, Feel Better in Five. I showed him and said, hey, BJ, um, you know, I'd love you to read it. He said, yeah, I can't wait. And he sent me an email a week later. He said, Rongan, this is absolutely brilliant. This is probably one of the best habit change programs I've ever seen before. Deceptively simple, but remarkably effective. I was so humbled to actually read that from this guy who from is... From the maestro. Much, from the maestro himself. Yeah. But I know this works because I've seen this work over and over again. The only problem with this program, right? The only problem with it is that people are going to think it's too easy. We've been conditioned to think that health has to be hard. It has to be difficult. It has to be not fun. Feel Better in Five is a fun program. I'm hopefully bringing fun back to health, saying, look, you can manage it. You've got a busy life. I get it. But if you spend five minutes a day on your mind, five minutes a day on your body, and five minutes a day on your heart, I guarantee that you will start to feel better. And that, that will apply whether you're a teenager, whether you're a student in your 20s, if you're a busy mum, who feels you don't have time to look after yourself, this is the perfect plan for you. Sure. If you're a businessman or a, an office worker, and you want to be able to concentrate more and function better, if you're retired and you actually want to do something each day to work on your health and longevity, it's a universal plan. And there are so many options in there, but all you have to do is choose three. So you choose your three favorite ones, one from minds, one from body, and one from hearts. Now, why do I say you need to do it at the same time every day? Right? So... The second rule of making a new behavior, well, a new habit stick, right? The second rule is you've got to stick it on to an existing behavior. Now, I'll just unpack that a little bit for you. 56% of what you do in any given day is not conscious thoughts, it's habits. 
right? So most of what you and I do in any given day is habit, right? We give our minds and our brains far too much credit. We are creatures of habit and routine. So if you have got a new behavior that you are trying to bring into your life, the best way to bring it in is to stick it on, piggyback it on to an existing behavior that you are doing without thinking about it, right? So this stupid temping bowling game that I'm playing on my phone right now, that is that sort of thing. It's become a habit. So what do you do? What do you do there to kick something like that? To kick something? Yeah. Okay. I'll come to how you kick bad habits, yes. but just just to finish this thread, um, if you piggy to, to do any behaviour, piggybacking to do any behaviour at all, right? You need a trigger. Yeah. Right. You need a, you need three things actually, and this is, comes from Professor B.J. Fogg's research. But the final thing you need is a trigger. Right now, there are a whole variety of triggers you can have in life. One trigger could be your memory. You're just going to remember to do that behavior. And most of us are relying on that as our trigger. Now, it does work. It's just very unreliable, right? Yeah. The best form of trigger is to piggyback that habit onto an existing behavior because then you associate it with something you're already doing without thinking about it. So for me, I bring, uh, I have a cup of coffee in the morning, right? So I put the coffee in the French press and I, t- I put a timer on for four minutes because that's how I like my coffee made. In those four minutes, I do a bodyweight strength workout right? every morning. Yeah. For three years, I've never missed doing a bodyweight strength workout yep. because for three years, I've never missed having a hot drink in the morning. Right? So I don't have to motivate myself. I don't have to think about joining the gym. I stay in pretty good shape. I don't really go to the gym because I do that four minutes every day without fail. It's a habit. That's so clever, the piggybacking thing. Yeah, but you can you can apply, and I bet you people listen to this right now, right? Yeah. If you have tried to engage in a new behaviour in the past, and you managed for a while, and then you stopped, I bet you weren't following one of those two rules, right? Now, you, it, it maybe something else, but almost always it's one of those two rules. Now, there are six rules that I, I talk about in the book. These are just two of them. But I think these two are really, really. Um, they're really, really important. And if that's all the listeners take from this in, in terms of whatever they want to do in their life, think about those two things and it will really help you. And you just got to look at toothbrushing, right? Toothbrushing is, a, is the classic example of habit formation. You do it at the same time every day, right? Two minutes in the morning, two minutes at the nights. You don't vary it up from day to day. You do the same thing day in, day out. And people ask me, actually, I've done quite a lot of talks this week. And people say, look, I love all of these health snacks. I want to do more than, I want to do more than three. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can do more than three, but the plan is about doing three. Now, if you start to get overexcited and try and put more and more things in, you'll fall into the trap that everyone falls into, Right. You'll, you'll do it all for two or three weeks and then you will fall by the wayside and go, oh God, I can't stick to this plan. Yeah. But you've got to start small you and keep it yourself. simple. And so look, if we just come to working out for a minute, that all the workouts in the book take five minutes. There are strength workouts, there are yoga flows, there are interval workouts. Um, but all of them require no equipment. They don't require you to join a gym. They don't require you to get changed. Right? Think about one-click ordering. Right. I've removed all the obstacles to say no. You don't, oh, you know, I don't have my right gear today. Ah, oh, you know, that that's not come yet. Um, you know, all these excuses, and I, I'm not saying that maliciously. I, I also use the same excuses because it's human behavior. 
right? But you make something easy, it gets done. And so people say, yeah, but can I do a strength workout one day, a yoga flow the following day, uh, intervals the other day? I said, yeah, you can, but not at the start. Because that's not how you form habits, sure. right? You don't go on a Monday night, right, you brush your teeth, then Tuesday night you go, you know what, I brushed yesterday. Uh, I'm just going to rinse tonight. I'm not going to brush. And then on Wednesday you go, well, I brushed and I rinsed. I'm going to floss tonight, <laughs> right? No, because that's not how you create a habit. Now, when you get really good at this and it's locked in, yeah, you can mix and match. You can go, hey, actually, you know what? I'm not feeling like strength today. Um, I might do a yoga flow instead. And I actually do that because I have done this for a long period of time. So it's ingrained as a habit. So I don't need to think about it, right? But if you are new to this, I would caution you against, you know, getting carried away. Just stick to the plan, you know? And use the willpower and motivation that you have at the start to find the bits in your day that you can stick it onto. And also, if I can go full QVC mode on your behalf, what I love about this book, and this is, I say it's a, a huge compliment, it's almost like an arm around, it's like you're, you're our friend and it's the arm around the shoulders. So that introduction, I mean, it's like you are speaking to our collective soul about don't feel ashamed, don't beat yourself up. Because that's important, isn't it? We do all, I mean, I was reading, I was reading that and I thought, oh my God, the amount of times down the years... And I think we probably just think that we're the only ones who, who don't stick to it. But yeah. we all do it, don't we? We all do it. There wouldn't be a new year, new you mark every year <laughs> yeah. if um, we could do the behaviours that we wanted to. Yeah. yeah. But what you said is super interesting. Think about that case study I just mentioned, yeah. right? Of the chap in my clinic. Do you remember what I said about his body language? Yeah. Right? This is the key here. Behaviour change on so many levels is actually identity change, right? First time round, he comes back to see me. He feels ashamed of himself. He's like, oh, Doc, I couldn't do it. Yeah, sorry. He feels like a failure. He reinforces his identity that is, I am not the kind of person who can stick to plans, right? Second time round, when I made it easy for him and achievable, he does it. He does the 10 minutes I ask him a week. He starts to feel good about himself. He's like, hey, you know, I'm the kind of person who can stick to a health plan. And that leads to him making other changes, not because I told him to, but because he wants to. Yeah. That is the secret. Nobody ever makes long-term change just because somebody else told them to do it. You do it for a few weeks, but if you don't feel some sort of agency over that behavior, if you don't feel connected to it, it never becomes long-term. And, and you know, it's a really important thing for people to think about. Um, and, and I agree, we're not failures, right? The modern environment is set up against us. Making healthy choices is hard. That's the truth, Right? It's not all personal responsibility. It really isn't. You know, we're not the first population. We're not the first species of Homo sapiens to suddenly be lazy and gluttonous. Mm. Right? We just, I don't believe it. What's happened? We're not suddenly changed in the last 30 years. The environment's changed, which is simply too difficult for most of us. So what we need more than anything now is the skill of learning new behaviors, new, creating new habits. It's a skill. Corporations know it. They use it. Let's also use it. Yeah. Um, there's there's another, there's a, again, you know, if you need, if you need someone to uh, work on the, the PR for this book, I'll, I'll put myself forward. <laughs> there's a lovely bit about, um, that again, we can all relate to. And, you know, my wife and I, we've got, we've got kids. But, again, it's this five-minute thing, and it's the, the brain tap, the idea of sitting down. I mean, you can do that on the loo, can't you? You can do it on the loo. You can do it wherever you want. Can you just yeah. say a bit about that? Because I think that's something yeah. that I... I really feel our listeners would would uh, benefit from. That's a that's a really sort of thing that will become a habit, isn't it? 
hundred percent. And actually, the book's been out a couple of weeks now, as of recording of this interview, yeah. and so much of feedback on my Instagram page has been about that particular one, the Brain yeah. Tap. So the Brain Tap is one of the uh, health snacks in the mind section. So this is again just a sort of just so it's super clear. The mind section, one of the five minute recommendations I make that you can do for your mind and your mental health. Now, many of us suffer with anxiety and stress these days. Even if we don't actually have an official diagnosis, many of us are actually feeling a little bit stressed and out of control a lot of the time. Now, we often wake up full of anxieties and stresses in our head, but we don't do anything about it. We don't process them. We just crack on with our day, whether it's emails or getting the kids ready. And because we've never processed them, they stay in there all day and they start to cause us problems and we start to fall out with people and we start to get anxious Right? One of the best practices you can do is when you wake up in the morning, for five minutes, the brain tap is literally, it's like turning a tap in your brain and writing out anything that comes to mind. Anything. Now, there's going to be thoughts in there that you don't even know are in there. It's not for people to read. It's not for your partner, for your friends, for your kids. In fact, some people burn it after they've done it. Some of my patients say, actually, I, I, I'll actually burn it afterwards. And it, it's that kind of symbolically you are well actually literally and metaphorically you're taking the anxieties worries out of your mind putting them onto paper but it is so beneficial um and this is i think on tuesday of this week i got a message on instagram and a and a lady who'd bought the book said look wrong and i read the section on brain tap i knew i had to do it because it really the example she gave really really spoke to me yeah. but I, but i was a bit scared because i thought for five minutes what am i going to write on this blank sheet of paper and i thought okay i'll just go with it and i'll just write whatever comes out and at the end of it there were six big things in my life that i was worried about that i didn't even realize right so this is how locked in a lot of these thoughts wow. are right so she is already starting to process a lot of her worries by getting it out on paper it's so simple, but so effective. Now, if, so, she, so she's gone. Janice from accounts was rude to me. Yeah, I mean, she's she, not even realised. She's not even realised. Sure, but because also the other the the wider point here is we're just busy all the time. We're glued to our phones. We have no time to process our thoughts. Any bit of downtime, we suck it up. Yeah. and look at uh, look at oh, our social media. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I will also do that. I am not criticising, uh, especially now. I'm on the road this week. Right. I'm out of my little habit and routine at home. You know, I'm I'm engaging in behaviours that are probably not the best for me, but the sort of behaviours I never engage in at home, right? But that's just the way it is, and I know why it's happening, which is okay. Now, the brain tap is brilliant, but some people say, you know what? I prefer doing a journaling exercise with a bit more structure. I said, okay, that's fine. So I've created something called the five-step release. Same principle, but instead of writing... Anything you want on a blank sheet of paper, you answer five quick questions, right? Question one, what one thing am I anxious about today? Question two, what's one thing I can do to prepare for this? Three, what's one reason why it probably won't be as bad as I think? Four, what's one reason I know I can probably handle it? And five, what's one upside of the situation? Very simple. It doesn't even take five minutes. Mm. Again, it helps you process that. And I've got two or three patients in mind who that exercise has completely changed how anxious they feel, how stressed they feel. That's had a knock-on effect in their relationships as well. And I'm right in thinking there's, some, there's actually something quite therapeutic in the burning process, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, just to be clear, you don't have to burn it, right? But I'm saying some people like to. There is something very therapeutic. It's like you're taking your worries out of your head, putting them on paper, and then you're setting fire to them. Gone. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's incredible. Now, mental health's a big problem. These are just two of the health snacks in the mind section. There's five-minute breathing exercises, five-minute meditations, yeah. five minutes of nature, five minutes of accessing flow state. Flow state is incredibly powerful. Oh, the flow state, because that, I mean, I mean, you say it in the book, but flow state is a thing that we, and I know I'm repeating your own book back to you. I apologize, but... Please don't. I, I love it. <laughs> I'm, it's great. Uh, flow state is a th- and I, I've read quite a lot about flow state down the years, and it's I really yearn for it because when when we're younger, it's something we experience all the time. And it, you know, I'm 41 now. I couldn't, I could, I probably couldn't say the last time that I did experience it. But it's so it's so important, isn't it? Flow state is it, it's that state where you're doing something that is challenging, challenging enough to keep you fully immersed and occupied, but not so challenging that you start to switch off. You will all know when you've been in flow state because time seems to stand still. Yeah. You watch kids uh, doing puzzles or Lego, right? Often they're in flow states. For adults, it's often um, like when we're playing a musical instrument or learning a sport, um, playing chess, right? You know, painting, drawing. These are all um, examples of flow state or reading a book that's got us just enough stimulated where we're fully engrossed in it, yeah. but not so much where we can't, you know, we can't follow it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and, and there's a case study in the book of a, a lady in her forties who had um, a long-standing history of migraines. I felt that they were stress-induced migraines, and we tried all kinds of things: yoga, meditation. It just nothing would work for her. She wasn't that interested. And it was literally by giving her five minutes of flow every morning that I managed to help her get on top of the headaches. So for her, it was um, coloring. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Books. Right? She said, yeah, that sounds interesting. So for five minutes every morning, right? So, so let me just let me just sort of tell you how it works for her. She's got three kids, mm-hmm. right? Busy in the morning. She works. Got to get the kids ready for school. Got to get out. You know, rushing around. Doesn't think she's got time to do anything for herself. And I... Uh, managed to identify that the first thing she does every morning before anything else she goes down puts the kettle on and makes a cup of tea right 
So she doesn't need to be motivated to go down and make a cup of tea. So it's like, okay, well, this is an ideal habit to stick on a new behavior to. So she wanted to do coloring in. So I said, okay, as soon as you made your cup of tea, go into your living room, shut the door and just color in your book for five minutes. She goes, okay, I can do that. So she would start to do that. Within three or four days, the severity of her migraine started to get better. Two, three weeks later, they significantly had gone down. And about four months later, she hardly gets them anymore. She hardly gets them anymore. And it all started with that five minutes of flow state every morning. Now, a little tip for her I gave, which is useful for the listeners. Again, you've got to make things as easy as possible. So she has to, before she goes to bed, make sure her colouring book and her crayon is next to the kettle. It's that piggybacking thing again, isn't it? What? What? No, what it means is that in the morning she gets up, she comes down, puts the kettle on. She's triggered straight away. Oh, there's my colouring book. There's my crayon. If one part of that is missing, she may not do the behaviour. If the if the colouring book's there but there's no crayon and the crayon's upstairs in her daughter's room, be like, oh, you know what? <sighs> maybe I'll maybe I'll leave it today. You know, I'm pretty busy today. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow turns into two days, three days. We've all been there. You've got to make these things easy. It's not complicated. It just needs applying. If you want to do a, like in the heart section, there's all kinds of things, including some gratitude exercises, yeah. which are really powerful. A lot of people like to do their gratitude exercise before they go to bed, right? If, you, if that's you. When would you recommend? I think you can do these things anytime you want, right? Like uh, if you want to get up in the first 50 minutes of your day, do five minutes of mind, five minutes of body, five minutes of heart. You can do that. If you want to do mind in the morning, body at lunch, hearts in the evening, you can. But I've got to say, I think the heart snacks, the yeah. connection snacks, uh, for most of us, I think they work best in the evening. I think it's, a, that, it's the right time of day. Think about um, our revolution. You know, what would we do in the evening? We'd sort of congregate around the campfire and share stories and, and connect with, and, with the people around us. So I think there's something nice about doing your heart snack in the evening. Uh, gratitude is very good if you do before bed. Very, very good. It helps you to reframe your day and look at the positives that have happened. But again, if that's you and you want to write down five things you're grateful for each day or another exercise is five things you love about yourself, right? Which is very, very powerful. Some people find it incredibly difficult to do that, right? Which again tells you a lot about their self-talk and actually what is really going on. Um, But if you want to do that before you go to bed, you've got to leave a journal and a pen on your bedside table. Because otherwise, one day you'll come to bed, you're knackered, you think, yeah, I want to do gratitude. <sighs> Where's the journal? Where's the pen? Oh, there's no pen. Where's the- You don't do the behavior. Sure. Amazon one-click ordering. Make it easy, you do the behavior. And the thing with gratitude, you don't want it to feel like the pupil who's not done his homework. Yeah. You want it to feel like a fun thing, don't the you? Whole thing, the whole thing, my whole plan is fun, right? Because it's about choosing the ones that speak to you. Mm. You know, you're not going to do all of the health snacks. We spent all day doing five-minute health snacks if that was the case. No, you just choose the ones that you like. And you start doing the same ones every day at the same time. Sometimes you might need to rejig the times because you think, oh, the time I chose initially is probably not the best time. Let me try it here. Fine, you can play around, right? And then as you get good, if you want to build on another health snack onto it, great. But just start with three. And if people think three is too much, you know what? Just start with one. Start off for this week, go, you know what, I'm going to choose one mind snack and I'm going to do five minutes a day on that mind snack. But do it consistently. And I say all the times people get really, really good at doing the small things 
and the big things will take care of themselves. But may I ask, when, when did you realise you were, you were you're such a great ideas man? Where, where does that come from? Because it's it's one thing to be able to help people, but for you to put everything in this book in the way that you've uh, the, in the way it comes across, it's you know so effective. Where, where does that come from? I mean, if I'm honest, mate, I don't know really. I think yeah. I've always been a creative person. Um, you know, we mentioned music right at the start. You know, I played in bands. I used to write songs. Uh, I've always liked creating. I love the process of writing a book because you are, it's like art. It's like you're creating something. You know, when I sit down to write a book, I'm thinking, how can I create something that's going to be really useful for people in a way that hasn't been done before? Or, or you know, maybe it has been to a certain degree, but but in my head, trying to come up with a new way of connecting with people to inspire them to start making change. Yeah. This book was very hard to write. Was it really? Yeah, it was the hardest one out of the three. Because, you know, one thing I, th- I think a lot of people don't realise is simplicity is difficult. You know, it's much easier to write more pages, put in more studies, you know, bamboozle people with more information. The hardest thing, I think, uh, and many people will say the same thing, is that actually if you can take all the information and distill down what is the, what, what are the most important points here that people need to know, right? That, I think, is the hardest thing to do. And I don't actually think, even though I've been using the approach in Feel Better Tribe with my patients, it's now obvious with hindsight as I've, you know, turned it into a plan for a book. But I don't think I could have written it like this without having gone through the first two books. Because to keep simplifying and simplifying, you have to be able to distill health down and understand what is the true essence of health. And, and I've got to say, I found it very difficult, but I think it's I think it's my most rewarding book today. It's the the feedback has, has I been. I agree, you know. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think for, to anyone listening, I imagine people are clicking to buy already. I'll, you know, we'll hyperlink the the book. But it's a, it's the sort of book that it's a real companion, isn't it? It's it's going to be at ho- as home in your work bag as it is by your bedside. You, yeah. you're, you're going to take it around. So someone night. says, I genuinely, mate, I don't think there is a health book out there like this. Yeah. In the UK, I read a lot of them around the world as well. There's nothing like it. Now, that could be because it's a, so accessible, isn't it? It's accessible. Yeah. It's like, um, one of my friends said, it's like a recipe book. It's like a <laughs> recipe book for health. There are yeah. 50 recipes in. You choose your three favorite recipes. And I thought that's a really nice way of looking at it. It, it really is a, a brand new way of looking at health. And I think it's the way we need. You know, we're in this new year. We're in this new decade. I want this plan... I want this idea to be to spread throughout the population. Have I done five minutes on my mind today, five minutes on my body, five minutes on my heart? I want it to spread into companies, right? I want it to spread into schools, right? Wouldn't it be amazing if in every school in this country, at the end of each day, the teachers thought, have we done five minutes on our students' minds today, five minutes on their bodies and five minutes on their hearts, Right? So many teachers contact me all the time saying, how can we get your work into schools? Have you had that conversation in with the education department? Not yet. I mean, the book's just been out for two weeks, right? But I'm going around, I'm giving talks and events, and this is coming up for me a lot. You know, I'm a parent. I've got two young kids. The two biggest obstacles for schools are time and money. I have taken them both off the table with this book. Everything only takes five minutes and nothing, apart from one of the smoothies, and there is one literal snack right apart from that everything else is completely free Mm -hmm. right so this is my attempt to make health accessible to everyone 
I'm aware of what people say. Wellness, you know, health, it's, uh, it's the preserve of the middle classes and the affluent. Right, I get it. I totally get it. But it doesn't have to be. And I make, I, I, you know, I have worked in deprived areas, right? I worked in, in a inner city practice, well, uh, um, in, in inner city practice in Oldham yep. for about seven years. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people are on benefits, a lot of people are working two jobs, you know, generally quite low income levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a lot of social problems there. But I still used these principles and it helped people. Like if you're a single mum, right, um, on benefits, working two jobs, trying to make ends meet, doing my plan is not going to suddenly give you more money. But I'll tell you what it is going to do. It's going to make you feel better about yourself. It's going to give you more resilience to the problems that you are facing. It's going to make you better equipped to handle them, right? So this is a universal plan. And again, bringing back the toothbrushing analogy, most of us give ourselves four minutes of dental hygiene a day, two minutes in the morning, two minutes at night, right? Whether it's January Mm -hmm. or whether it's December, whether we're on shift work or whether, you know, whether we're on day shift or night shift, most of us will brush our teeth twice a day and i'm saying what well, is our physical health not worth five minutes a day is our mental health not worth five minutes a day is our emotional health not worth five minutes a day because if sure if you're saying it is or if you're saying the question i'd ask people because i can't answer it for them is your dental health more important than your physical mental and emotional health now, for someone it is fine but if it isn't then what does your actions, what do your daily actions actually tell you? Actually, I am giving my teeth four minutes a day, but I won't give the same period of time to the other three elements of health. Yeah, it's just, for me, it's an interesting way of looking at it and going, I think we owe it to ourselves in this fast-paced modern world to try and just have these little micro doses of health each day in these three separate areas. There's one beautiful bit of uh, play. I mean, that's... I mean, that's, uh, God knows we could all do with a bit more play in our lives, couldn't we? You know, I mean, you, you, there's the skipping rope, there's the football. There's the dancing. By the way, mate, I thought I was looking at Lionel Messi with those. Uh... <laughs> you know, when I saw those shots, um, I thought my mates are going to absolutely <laughs> win me. So i got to say, I'm a sporty guy, but yeah, fo- yeah. football's probably not my uh, forte in terms oh, really? of playing. I genuinely thought... Uh... You can't tell from the photos. No. I thought, they've, hello. They've caught, they've caught it at a good, good spot. I, I mean, look. No, we, we haven't, it was, Jürgen Klopp flicking through there. Hang on a minute. Give me the call. Yeah, guy. exactly. <laughs> no, but but dancing, right? Yeah. Play and dancing. Yeah. Right, there's a couple of case studies in the book for people, um, a mum and a daughter who actually started to dance. Do you know, you know what? We, myself, my wife... Two young girls, I don't work for Amazon, but with the Alexa, whack on Carly Rae Jepsen, call me maybe, and for four minutes on a morning, we will all dance around Mate. in the kitchen. And that is magic, yeah. right? We, we've, we've conditioned ourselves to think that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Yeah. It only counts when you go to the spinning class at the gym. Who says? Absolutely. That's movement. Yeah. That's your heart going. That's you having fun. That's not only movement. You're also connecting... With your family, you're bonding with the people that are closest to you, right? So one of the five-minute health snacks in the body session is five minutes of dancing. But again, if you're going to do that, obviously you mentioned Alexa. For other people, make sure you've got a playlist with your favorite dance songs ready. So if you want to engage in five minutes of dancing a day, you know you don't have to scroll through the whole back catalog to choose. Because again, Every time you have to make a decision, you yeah. make it harder to do the behavior. And if you're old school like me and still listen to CDs, uh, do you really? I do. Yeah, I've got Go a CD. On. Got a CD player in the kitchen. 
I do. As soon as, well, as soon as everything went digital, because my wife, my CD collection was the bane of her life. So I was, uh, da- I was down to the uh, local charity shop with two boxes. Did of, you? Yeah. yeah. I, I actually do wonder, genuinely, what do they do with all these old CDs? Because I was in the loft the other day Mate, thinking... I've, I've, I've still got mild PTSD at some of the CDs I had to give away there. <laughs> but, but what do they do with them? I don't know. Because I was thinking about this. I thought, do you, what do you do about that? And then, but who uses them? Who buys them? I mean... I don't know. Yeah, do you know what I mean? No, t- I mean, totally. So... It's giving them to the charity shop, just offloading the problem somewhere else. Because I, do you know oh, what God. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to <laughs> stress you out even more. Do you know what, what I mean? What are you do with that first Weezer album? Yeah, it's um, so. Anyway, I've got I've got some CDs there. Yeah, uh, next to the CD player, which I only bought three or four years ago. The man in the shop was totally confused because I said I got this Bose CD player, and um, I said I, I said I want the ones which don't have streaming and Wi-Fi. And he just, he and he was like, sorry, say that again? Yeah, he said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. He's like, you know, he, he just was totally confused. He goes, it's quite an old model now. I said, that's okay. You know, is it work? He goes, yeah. I said, okay, that's fine. Now, and, you know, was it the right thing? I think it was the right thing to do. I like it because what it enables me to do, so when I'm cooking, for example, yeah. um, I'll put on a CD and I have to constantly keep going back and flicking and finding a new track. I, you know, as a singer-songwriter myself, I love... I want to hear more of this, by the way. I, want to, yeah. I love the idea that, you know, I know what artists like. They sort of, they create, there's an order to the track list. You know, there's a flow to an album yes. from like track one to track ten. And I, I kind of, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit old school like that. No, I you're right. You're I feel right. we're missing something. We are, we're, now, we are, yeah. we're now curating our yeah. own playlist and choose. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that, right? Um, but for me, because music has been such a huge part of my life, yeah. I like to hear... Um, an album start to finish and it's something I'm trying to engrave with my kids to be fair my son's pretty keen although they just always want to flick and go to their favourite tune um, when was the last time I mean, obviously I'm not talking to you here but I'm talking to myself I couldn't say the last time I listened to an album start to finish I mean that because the artist they're I mean you know yourself but they're telling a story aren't they from tracks 1 through to 10 or whatever it is yeah. and we're, we're picking off tracks 7 from that and so, so my that. 5 minute challenge to you then yeah 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 is after this uh, interview, yes. wherever you're travelling next, if you're, if you're looking at your phone, have a look for an album you've not heard in ages and download it. And then next time you've got some time, I pro- mate, listen I- to it from start to finish. And what that will do as well is that will mean that I'm not playing that stupid bowling game because I listen <laughs> to an album and I can actually read a book. When well, I you, you, you asked me about a bowling game and I'll just say bad habits. Look, that, you can talk about an hour on bad habits. And but... we're all guilty. Of, I mean, you know, just one look around a, a train carriage. Yeah. And we're all doing the same sort of thing. Yeah, look, we? you've got it. Look, just as I said, look, one tip I'd say, if yes. you want to make a good habit stick, you've got to make it easy. If you want to make a bad habit harder to, um, you know, you want to get rid of a bad habit, make it harder to do. Right. I don't bring junk food into my house right yeah. so we don't have sweet treats in the house now some people may find that as a dr- draconian thing to do because yeah. we've got two young kids we don't feel it's that way we will engage in sweet treats right or you know i'm not a huge fan of the word streets we, we will have um you know some things now and again but it's typically when we're out right if you bring that stuff in the house you make it far too easy and i know that i will crumble at some point if there's digestive biscuits in the house right so i don't bring them in so and made that behaviour hard to do. Um, you know, people don't want to go on their phone first thing in the morning. Charge your phone outside your bedroom, right? If you, I, I try my best oh, to do that. Yeah. Right? I will charge my phone in my kitchen most of the time. I'm mm. not perfect, right? Most of the time, 
if I bring it upstairs, I cannot resist looking at it. So sure. you make it harder to do. So it's just a simple thing. Uh, for some people on apps, they don't want to use as much, right? Don't have it on the home screen. Have it on the second or third screen. So it's a bit harder to get to. Sure. These little things make a difference. You know what I did a few months ago? Um, I took the email app off my phone. I was just in a frenzy one day and I thought, you know what? I'm sick of looking at email all the time. Game every changer. little bit. Complete game changer. Like, I'm not kidding you, right? Yeah. I'm literally not exaggerating. No. One iota. I feel I've got so much more cognitive energy throughout the day because every little moment I've got, I'm not just having a quick look and seeing what my email is. And it's hard at first because you get a bit, you're, you're not used to it. You, yeah. You're like, oh, where's my email? Do you know what I do for my email now? When I'm in front of my laptop, I open my laptop and I'll sit there and I'll do my email. And it's, it's what we were all doing about five years ago. Such a good idea then. But we were all doing it five well, I mean, years ago. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy checking. Oh, God, refresh, but, refresh. Mate, I was that guy. Yeah. We're all that guy. You've got to understand, these things are made that way. That's why all these Silicon Valley guys, they don't let their kids on phones and they don't, you know, they, they don't because they know how addictive this stuff is, right? I'm just saying, look, Adam, that may not work for you or for someone listening to this. That is fine. I have identified in my life that that wasn't serving me and by removing it, I feel it's made an improvement. And all I would ask people to do is ask themselves the same questions. You know, how much of what you're doing is serving you and how much is not? Oh, I don't think I'll be the only one to think this. I think on behalf of our listeners, I'm going to preemptive something here. Preempt something. I wish you were Prime Minister. <laughs> if you said I'm starting a cult, I'd be like, right, where's the, where's the contract? Because uh, I'm going to sign my life away here. But does that, have you always just been a great orator? <sighs> You know, it's quite hard to think of yourself like that. I don't really know. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, I think what I have got is passion. Yes. Right? Yes. In I, fact, I, back to Liverpool, have you ever heard that Bill Shankly speech about enthusiasm? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's absolutely it, isn't it? You know, look, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I have found my purpose, right? Yeah. I, I went to med school to become a doctor to help people, and I realised that actually I wasn't helping as many people as I wanted to. I've realized that 80% of what we see as doctors is in some way related to our collective modern lifestyles. And so I just want to get the message out there as much as possible that lifestyle is not only prevention, which everyone talks about, lifestyle can also be the treatment. Mm. But subtly, it's different, right? If you're not feeling good, you can make small tweaks to your lifestyle and improve the way that you feel. You know, sometimes with conditions, you know, I showed on BBC One and Doctor in the House, you can reverse some conditions. Yeah using lifestyle as treatment, right? So I just am passionate about getting this out there. And I'm also passionate to make health as simple and as accessible as possible. And I guess I'll be doing it for a few years now. So the more you do, I guess, I guess the better you get at communicating your messages. Um, but yeah, look, I appreciate the compliments. Um, I'm glad what I'm doing is resonating so much. I mean, yesterday I put a little post on Instagram in the evening it's really surreal. I was in this hotel room and yeah. I've had a, you know, this is the fourth day consecutive PR of doing lots and lots of interviews. And it's very, very intense. And I was sitting here in this hotel room last night on my own, without my friends, without my family. And, you know, I was sitting at number one in the nonfiction charts in the country and number one in all podcasts. Amazing. And I thought, this is nuts. My books and podcasts are both sitting as the most popular in the UK at the moment. Four or five years ago, I just started to share information publicly on social media with, you know, just things that I thought would help people. And year on year, the amount of people who seem to want that message is growing. 
And then to sit here last night and just post that, it was it was quite surreal actually. Actually, wanted to be with my family or my friends. And yeah, it's not. It wasn't really about. For me, it was just more. It was just a nice moment to go. Wow, this is really landing with people now. People really are um, connecting with the message. And it wasn't really an ego moment. It wasn't like, no. oh, good, you know, you know what? It, it really wasn't that. It was just more. It's of, more of a. It's important to occasionally smell the roses, isn't it? I think so. Just yeah. a bit of pause and go, hey, you know what? That's it's, something it's to be going all right. This. Yeah, exactly. It's something to to celebrate or be proud off a little bit and go, hey, cool. This is, you know, it's really impacting people. Um, so, yeah, I'm just reflecting because we, we're actually in my hotel room having this conversation and it, I was literally just sitting there posting it and just, you know, re- reflecting back That's on it nice. from my side. So, I, yeah. think, I do think it is far be it for me to give you advice. But well, please do. I think, this, I think the, sm- the smelling the roses thing is important. Now, before we go, uh, and thank you so much for your time, this has been absolutely extraordinary. May I ask, what, what do you of all people do for balance? You, I, you know, I think if you was... Uh, You've got the world by the tail, so I'd, I'd love to know what, what, what you're doing when you're not being, being uh, Dr. Rongan. Well, how do I maintain balance in my life? I guess there's two ways of answering that. Way number one is I actually genuinely do five minutes on my mind, body and heart each day, right? So that is me giving balance to my daily life, sure. right? But if we sort of answer it a slightly different way, what are the things I like to do to sort of I wouldn't say offset my work because I love my work. But what do I like doing when I'm not working? I love being with my family. I love playing my guitar and singing. Um, I love, uh, you know, I've just started getting into running a little bit. Um, you know, just honestly, my perfect Sunday is yeah. like leaving my phone at home. And my wife leaves her phone at home. And we go out with our two kids. And we'll start off on a Sunday doing the park run, the junior park run with the kids. And then we'll just amble around in the park for two, three hours, maybe have lunch out and then come home. That, I've got to say, those three or four hours, if oh, I can just great. do that. They're leaving the phone. My wife will listen to this episode and that'll be it now on a Sunday. Phone. May I tell you, honestly, right? Phone in when, when I do that for even two hours, yeah. I come home and I feel like I've had a holiday. Right? We underestimate how much cognitive load it is taking from us each day, constantly looking, looking, looking. And frankly, if I put it in my pocket, I can't really resist when I'm out. Right? So on a weekend... You know, because, you know, no one really needs to get hold of me. And I made the decision that actually, yes, could I miss the odd emergency? Yeah. But am I going to ruin every Sunday off my... Ruin's a slightly harsh word. No, am, am I going to... Spoil. Impact yeah, every yeah, okay. single Sunday sure. for the one time that an emergency call comes in on in those two or three hours? It's, it's very much a minimalist versus a maximalist approach. Um, and... It's these, you know, like I've been in London all week. I'm going home late tonight. I will be knackered, no question, because it's been a, it's been grueling. Um, but yeah, this weekend I will, you know, barely look at email, even though there's about twenty in there. Uh, you know, I will go like, no, it's family time now. I'm out. You know, I'm literally going to recharge because it's going back to heart. That's what me. It, that's what it means to be human. It's that connection. And once you start to deprioritize connection. As I have done mm. my, myself, I just find it's a slippery slope. Uh, I can't thank you enough. It's, it's been so lovely to uh, to spend time with you. So thank you so much. I was going to say good luck. You don't need it. You're number one and you're number one. So uh, bless <laughs> well, you. Th- thank you. Really enjoyed our chat. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That was great. Bless Huge you. Huge and heartfelt thanks to the maestro, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. I mean, 
when you're a doctor, I think doctor is probably preferable to uh, Maestro. His book is out now. Oh, as ever, please spread the word. Tell your friends. Uh, Five-star review and a positive write-up helps like you won't believe it. Nudges us up on the iTunes listings and all of that. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We're at Balance LDN. Our website is balance.media. I am at James Gill Comedy. Uh, thank you as always. Uh, and uh, huge thanks to Dr. Rangan. Take care. Speak soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.